Welcome back to the Game Shop Podcast. Friday, January 26th. We are live on YouTube right now. Shout out YouTube. Woo, 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 woo. You guys can can see. Uh, no Cole today, which is a bummer. I, I, he probably can hear us talking right now. He's just in his room. Poor guy's sick. Um, so yeah, just uh, myself, Mitch, Reed, and Eli. Um, it's conference championship week, boys. Let's let's go round of applause for the playoffs. Just a round of applause for the NFL and for all the players. Good job making it this far. <laughs> not, not all of them. Just not all of them. Yeah, just teams. a few. Everybody else. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna is this is this conference championship week might be my favorite week of football all year. Like divisional round is close, but conference championship week, like there's there's just something special about getting into the Super Bowl. That's like. I don't know. There's two games. There's only four teams, and it's like these guys. These these are the best teams. It it. Uh, I think they maybe were talking about it on part of my take, but it like feels like historic. Yeah, it's like they these teams. Whether you win the Super Bowl or not, you made it. Yeah, and it's like nobody can ever take away that you made the Super Bowl in twenty for the twenty twenty three season. Yeah, like that. No matter what, you made it. Like, yeah, I yeah. agree. So we're going to be diving into to all the matchups this week. I've got, guys, I've got some crazy stats for us for these games. Like, I, I think it's going to be fun for us to, to, to break down all the matchups and stuff. But we've got, we've got some other stuff to get to before we get to the games. Um, I kind of want to recap uh, the, the first two rounds of the playoffs, kind of talk about what's next for these, these teams. Um, and then we got to talk about all the coaching stuff because when I wrote our, our doc... Uh, and on like probably Wednesday, there was only a handful of teams that had hired coaches, and we've had like three in the past twenty four to forty eight hours. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff to get to. We're we're not going to talk. I, I said, you know, talk about what's next for the teams that have lost. Um, I think we could we could roll through them pretty quickly because I want to talk. We'll go into more of a deep dive once the Super Bowl's over and talk about. Um, like actually what these teams and what we think they should be doing um, in the offseason a little bit more in depth. So um, let's just roll through. We haven't done a recap pod. We were out last week. We'll get to the tri- trip recap uh, and stock up, stock down for me and Eli. But um, let's start with the Cleveland Browns. They were the first team to lose in the playoffs. They lose 45-14 to 14 to the Houston Texans. Um, and I mean... Kind of the story is clock struck midnight, right, for Joe Flacco and the Browns. Reed, me and you were pretty heavy on the Browns. Um, what, do you want to do you want to start for us? Like what went wrong? I was so I was so mad at myself because I I've really liked the Texans all year. Like in our over under spot, I was like I was I think I was the only person that went over. I I love CJ Stroud, and then I didn't pick them to win the playoffs. And the whole time I was like, why did I not pick the Texans? Like why didn't I trust them? I rolled with the Browns just because in my head I was like, okay, they have all year they've had one of the best defenses in football. CJ Stroud has never played in a playoff game. Yeah. He's a rookie. Uh, and all of a sudden, injuries caught up to the Browns. I mean, obviously the Texans were a, the better team, but. Like, if you watched that game, it seemed like every play there was a Browns player who went down, and especially offensive line. Like, they were on their, like, sixth tackle yeah. 
midway through that game. Like there was just no no matter what happened, they just were not they were not gonna win. Um and yeah, I mean out like Flacco threw two pick sixes back to back and like I don't know. It just it just kind of felt like yeah, like you said, time kind of ran out, and it was time like the like when you talk about the magic being over, like it was over. Yeah, that was the end of it. Yeah, and then we saw. I mean, it was over the next week for the Texans, but like I I think too, like kind of like you mentioned, I thought the Browns' defense was so much better than how they played. Like they just got diced up. Yeah, I I don't I don't. It, it was the weirdest thing uh, because all season, all you heard about was, oh, the Cleveland Browns defense. Like, And then watching that game, it just didn't look like the same team. No, CJ Stroud was doing whatever close. he wanted to. Oh, lit- yeah. No, the Texans literally couldn't do anything wrong. There yeah. was nothing that they did. Was The, the Browns could not stop anything. Yep. It was insane. Yeah. Um, I think that the question for the Browns is offseason. Like, what do they do next is definitely going to revolve around the quarterback. Like. What did they do with Deshaun Watson? Is he the guy that comes back? Obviously, like kind of what you're saying, Reed, they they hopefully will be healthy on their offensive line, especially Nick Chubb. We haven't seen Nick Chubb play since, what, week two, I think he got injured? Yeah, he got hurt in the first quarter of week two. Yeah, so I I don't know. I think at the Browns, you're probably not worried about too much right now. Um, The next game was Dolphins lose 7-26 to uh, in a frozen game uh, to the the Kansas City Chiefs. the the major takeaway for me in this game was Tua is just not even close to the top tier uh, in the AFC for quarterbacks. And I don't know how you surround him with more talent than he's surrounded with right now. And the fact that they can't beat the Chiefs on a down year for the Chiefs is like major red flags for me and the Dolphins moving forward. Like I, I would be very concerned. Because kind of what we've been talking about this for like with the AFC in particular, the NFC is kind of a shit show. That's a crapshoot. The a- the AFC, there are five elite quarterbacks. I mean, CJ Stroud is is playing that level. He's got to do it for a few more years to prove it. But like Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar will be the final four every year unless one of them's hurt. I'm I'm totally convinced of that. Like this year, Burrow's hurt, so the Texans are up there, but the Dolphins just there. Tua is not playing close to that level. No, he's not. He's not playing like a, when Joe Flacco came into the Browns, Joe Flacco was a better quarterback yeah. than Tua. Tua's Tua's not bad. It's just the fact that he is like, he's the definition of a system quarterback. Yeah. When everything goes right, Tua's great. Yeah. But, when you throw one little curveball at him, he's not going to be able to handle it. And that's fine, but, I mean, you're not going to be able to... Like, I I think this really proves, like, you're not going to be able to win with yep. him as your quarterback. Yeah, he'll just... He'll do what he's asked. Like, they'll just beat up on these weak teams, and he'll, he can just throw to Ty- Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle anytime he wants, but... Yeah, anytime he's at, anytime he has to do more than just like complete passes, it's just like we've se- we've seen it time and again where they just they're not clutch against these good teams. And um, so yeah, I didn't even get to watch the game, but when I saw the score, I wasn't I mean, I wasn't even that surprised. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, that checks out. I was, you know, they just they weren't able to put up points, and that's 
uh, that's kind of just a story of how this team's been is they 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 have a you know when they play weak to mediocre teams they look they at times look like they have the best offense yeah. in the nfl yeah. hands down and then when they're challenged they they like can't it just seems like they can't overcome adversity and i think when you look at that especially in the playoffs you're kind of all eyes are on the quarterback it's like it's up to them to sort of push them over the edge and and two is just not that guy right now i mean they just can't play in the cold yeah <laughs> yeah that was enough i mean they didn't even attempt passes down the field like they even when they were down they just kept throwing little screen passes and stuff. And I was like, they clearly just do not trust Tua at all right now. Because yeah, I think they relied on Tyreek way more than they did on Tua. For sure. For sure. And that's the thing. Like, we talk about those four, those other four quarterbacks and five, if you want to throw Stroud in there. Tua, by far, has more talent offensively than any of those other guys. Like, he is surrounded by... He he has by far the best situation offensively. Oh, 100%. He probably has the best roster. Like yeah. that's probably the best offensive roster outside of quarterback in the NFL. I mean, and defensively they're pretty solid too. Like especially yeah. when they got Ramsey back, like the names that they have, they have Bradley Chubb, like Right. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips was playing really seriously. well. They both ended up Christian Watkins hurt. or Wilkins? Uh, yeah. I, like Yeah, it's it, it's tough. I that they'll be a very interesting team to discuss in the offseason of like what the heck are you supposed to do for a team that like pretty much went all in on everything but the quarterback and you're like not even winning a playoff game? It's I mean, it's wild because like they they literally did the same thing the Niners are doing, yeah. It seems like, and I mean, the Niners really haven't won anything yet with that situation yeah. either, but at least they've won a it couple seems playoff like games. they are way more successful yeah. with it than I don't know. Yep. We'll see. They just got to hope next season they don't play in the cold as much and they get a one seed so they can only play at home yeah. in yeah. Miami. Yeah. Or that I am choosing them to lose by like 20 in the yeah. playoffs every year. Uh, the Cowboys lose four, or 48 to 32 to the seven seed Green Bay Packers. First time a seven seed's ever won a playoff game. Um, ever. Like, not even. I mean, it's a new format, obviously, but no seven seed's ever won before. Wow. And they. Keep McCarthy. I I don't know. I thought for sure he was gone. I really did. S- something has to change yeah. with the Cowboys because it's every year. Yeah. They have they're a great team during the uh regular season, then all of a sudden in the playoffs they just crumble. And yeah. this this was one of the most like it's forty eight to thirty two, but watching that game, yeah. it was not it was forty eight to like fourteen. Right. Like they they got I think uh uh, Jake two, Ferguson had like three garbage yeah. time touchdowns. Yeah, it like, was. I, they, I don't know what their plan was coming in. If they thought that they could just like not game plan and right. just be like, oh yeah, we're better. Yeah, because they're a better team. Yeah, but they they just did not look like they were prepared to play football. It was insane. Like I, especially defensively, they made Jordan Love look like an MVP. Yeah, no, Jordan Love looked insane. Like and he, he, there were times where the Cowboys were playing good defense, and Jordan Love was just throughout putting the ball in places that only his receiver could get it, yeah. and it, it, it was awesome. Like he was playing really well, but I, I don't know. Like if you're the Cowboys, like you have, there's not much else you can do. No, I, just a complete, complete <laughs> crumble mess. Yeah, yeah I don't. And yeah, then the fact that they just bring McCarthy back is is shocking to yeah. me. I don't know what they do. I think 
one of the things they have to do is they have to get, and again, we'll dive into more of the deeper stuff later, but they have to get another running back to compliment Pollard. Yeah. Because Pollard was so much better last year when they had the power back. Mm-hmm. That is, they need to get him back in that role. And they have to get a second receiver. Yeah, they Be- do. Because uh, there's no, Dak just did not trust anyone else besides CD. And mm-mm. well, I mean, Jake Ferguson ended up being a really good tight end towards the end of the year, but I, I don't know. Like that whole situation, I don't know. Cause like there were times during that game where like he would just drop back and just like throw it straight to the defense. It was like, yeah. well, but you're not giving anybody time to get open. Like he just doesn't, tr- like he all season he was fine. And then he just, it got to the playoffs and he just didn't trust anybody. Yeah. And it was like, you, you have to wait for them to get open. Like you have one of the best offensive lines in football. Like you don't have to just. I don't know. Yeah. They, it. Um, Rams lose twenty three twenty four. I honestly don't really have anything for the Rams. Like this, they way overachieved this year. Um, they lose a a one point game to a Lions team who's like caught in fire at the end of this season. Uh, like on the road, the Lions lose. Um, yeah, I think. I think this is a pretty exciting time for the Rams. This was supposed to be a, a rebuilding year. And and I think you're actually I think you're in the exact opposite spot with Stafford that you were last year. I think and at the end of last year you thought, okay, Stafford maybe has one or two years left and he's not he didn't look the same. But he, Stafford played really good this year. Yeah. And I like I think you're kind of hoping that you still have a, another couple like good couple years of Matthew Stafford as your quarterback. Yeah, I think they kind of have to I think this was a big moment for them to be like, okay, we can still kind of go for it for these next few years. Do you have something? I mean, they hit on their draft too. Like they had like two D linemen who like are now considered like top 5 in rookie of the year voting for defense. Yeah. They hit on their draft, they make the playoffs. Yeah. Good year for them. Totally. No, when you when you hit on your draft, especially for them who like gave away a lot of picks to kind of go for it when they won the Super Bowl, like that's huge. You you restart the process very quickly when you hit on a couple draft picks. That's honestly I think why the Seahawks are believe they're in a good position right now is because you hit on a couple defensive draft picks and now you're all of a, all of a sudden you're like this window is wide open. Like mm-hmm. you have a whole different window when you hit on a few draft picks. Makes yeah. it a lot easier. Um, don't really have much on the Steelers. They really sh- they lost seventeen to thirty one to the uh, Bills. This game was pretty close. Like, they they kind of made well. at first. The Bills were like it was like oh this is going to be over five minutes in, but yeah. they actually they kind of brought it back and made it a little bit of the ga- a little bit of a game. But it 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 was always that's there. just who the Steelers are though. They're they're really not going to get blown out. Um, because they just are a well-coached football team, right. but they they did not have much of a chance to win this game. No, um, you. I think I think after that game, though, you do really realize like you can't keep going into the season with this model of like, yeah, we don't really have any talent on our yeah. team, but Mike Tomlin is one of the greatest coaches of all time, yeah. so we'll be fine. Like, if you're if you're cool with continuously going. Nine and eight, yeah, and, and losing your losing first your round. in yeah. the fr- like it's like uh, I think I'd rather just like 
suck and have a better draft yeah. pick at that point. Yeah, totally. it's, it's a vicious cycle because they'll always be like just above 500 and then they'll never get good enough draft picks. And so they've like, yeah, they'll never be bad. And so when you're watching, if you're a fan of the Steelers watching regular season, you know you're going to probably win more games than you'll lose. But like that's yeah. about it. It's, Once you get into the playoffs. Yeah, and it's tough because it's like, you don't get rid of Mike Tomlin. At least I don't think so. I don't, there was maybe some question about it, but like, I, yeah, I don't even know what you do really. Like, you gotta, you gotta rock the boat. You gotta make a split. You gotta do something to like you gotta, switch it up. You gotta take a go risk. Get, you gotta go get a quarterback. Yeah. First. Oh yeah. It's I, very similar to what the Seahawks have been in the past few years. It's you, like you knew Pete was gonna get them to about five hundred. Right. And, and that's I think why we're pretty excited. <laughs> we're like. We're gonna bring something new here. Like this could be even if it's bad, it's better than going it's different. Eight and nine, nine and eight, and make you feel something. Yeah, we, we need something. <laughs> just need to feel something. Um, very similar to the Cowboys, a uh, just complete utter collapse for the Philadelphia Eagles in the second half of the season. Uh, nine, thirty-two to nine loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I I really thought they would be able to flip a switch. And I did too. I, I did not think this team was that this bad. Um. And again, similar to the Cowboys, like I, I just don't know what you do if you're the Eagles. Like on paper, you have a top three roster in football. I think it starts. They already got rid of uh, Brian Johnson. Yeah, but it starts there. Yeah, I mean their play calling was absolutely atrocious. Totally. Like they had, they genuinely watching the Eagles. I was more frustrated than watching any other team because you know how much talent they have. And just can't do anything with yeah. it. Because they they ran more screen plays than any other team. And they would run them to a 37-year-old Julio Jones. Yeah. Like, they just didn't... They didn't have... I, 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 it's so hard to, like, understand what they... Like, if they had a vision. Because like, it's not like they were, like, in, a, like, a rebuilding... It's like you were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Like you didn't. And they didn't get uh, worse. Like they lost one or two players in defense, but got a few. Like they were expected to basically fight that fight the Niners for that Super Bowl spot again. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were 11 and 0 at yeah. one or 11 yeah. and 1 at yeah. one point. Like, uh, and, and uh, yeah, it's it's just, it was, I, again, I, I kept thinking they were going to be able to flip a switch. And, yeah, I did too. And it just, and that game was. Awful. They could have lost fifty to zero. Oh yeah, it was well, one of the most pathetic playoff games I've ever seen, especially by a team that just made the playoffs mm-hmm. and again didn't. Like this team should have been good. It makes no sense. Yeah. No sense. I, um. Also, I want to just. I, I think we were talking about it last week when we were watching football. This just proves how stupid and dumb draft grades are right after the draft. <laughs> It is why I I know why we do it. It's because there's no football going on and we have to talk about something. But oh my goodness, the 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 way that the Lions got just dragged through the mud with their two first round picks and the Eagles got praised for their two first round picks. And then the Lions are just they're playing in the NFC championship game, looking at the Eagles and laughing. And I mean, and, and I think Cole said it and he's not here to confirm this, but. Jalen Carter obviously gets a lot of praise and, and it was like, oh, the biggest deal, draft steal of all time. And Nolan Smith's a Georgia defender and everyone's like, how did he slip? And he doesn't even play. All the, like, and Jalen Carter, when he, it ma- he makes like two, not even two, probably makes one dominant play a game. But I think Cole was saying, he's like, he's just never out there. 
he ne- he's not able to play. That's how he was at. I mean, he was kind of like that at Georgia. Yeah, too. he didn't play all the time because he wasn't conditioned. Exactly. That was literally like one of the only like uh, things, kind of, because he was like a really good. He was a great draft prospect. But I remember hearing that one of his only like things was that he's just not yeah in good enough shape. And it's so easy for NFL teams to be like, okay, we're just gonna make you run, right? <laughs> and he can't. And- yeah, and then just, I mean, for uh, that's just, it's another, it's more praise to the Lions because they did not, li- like, why would you listen to uh, all these draft experts? Yeah, no, if you, you if you like a guy, go out and get yeah. him. I don't. And they did, they did on, t- and those two guys have been huge for this mm-hmm. team. So. Oh, yeah. So, I just, it, it, it was, it just made me laugh, like, thinking about how uh, it, it, any draft grade thing you look at was like A plus Eagles F Lions and they're in complete opposite situations right now. I mean, their second round picks also. Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. Laporta, also... Branch, Campbell, and Gibbs are like four of the Lions' best players right now. Right. <laughs> like, and those were their first four draft picks. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Um, okay, that was all the wild cards. Uh, Texans lose 34-10 to to the Ravens last week. Um, I, honestly, like this is, again, this is where the magic ran out for the Texans. You can't fault them for for losing this game. They were just, they were they were never supposed to be in this situation. It was ten ten at halftime, uh, and the magic just ran out. The Ravens kind of just stepped on their throat. Um, the Ravens' defense was so much better than the Texans' offense. Stroud did not play well. Andy had he just everyone all of his Nobody receivers were covered. Yeah, he just he was. It, that was just a tough game. Um, he was the leading passer with 175 yards and zero touchdowns. Oh, the Ravens! I guarantee their <laughs> halftime speech was just like we're not. We're just going to run the ball the entire game. Yeah, it's just, it, they literally they probably talked about it like okay, like let's just like let's just like stop messing around and blow them out yeah. like we did to everybody else. Yeah. Like, uh, yep. And I think uh, the 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 Texans blitzed like I saw something that was like 65 percent of the time. That's too in that much game. And, yeah, and, and that was that. it worked in the first half. Like that was their strategy was like, all right, we're just gonna throw something different at them and see if it works. And it worked for a little bit, and then the Ravens figured it out. Like they were a much better team. That didn't surprise me a ton. Um Packers lose twenty one to twenty four. Um I think if you're a Packers fan, you're in a good spot. Oh, for sure. The te- the Packers and Texans are Almost identical to yeah. me going in the seat. The only difference is that the Packers, unfortunately, have to pay Jordan Love a lot sooner than C.J. Stroud has to be paid for the Texans. But yeah, if you're a Packers fan, you're in a great spot. Honestly, this game showed more weaknesses for the 49ers. Oh, 100%. Like, Brock Purdy did not play well, um, and it showed that the Niners' run defense is very susceptible. Yeah. So... Yeah, those were kind of my takeaways from this game. But yeah, Packers, Packers and Texans, you guys did not expect to be in this situation. So I uh missing these games and just kind of like reading recaps and stuff. I didn't see Aaron Jones' name once and between the last two games, he had like 230 rushing yards and like three touchdowns. And it's so funny too. We did a little playoff fantasy thing and where every we, you can draft everyone twice and I remember what the draft finished and Cobes was like, no one drafted Aaron Jones. And everyone's like, eh, yeah, they're probably going to lose to the Cowboys. And like, even if they win, like, I don't know. It was like, eh. I mean, he wasn't like that. Good no. Yeah. And then he just balls out. The yeah. first he had three <laughs> touchdowns in their first game. I was the only person to draft the Packer and I chose Jaden Reed and he did absolutely nothing. 
Like he was their top receiver all year, and then yeah, maybe had two catches all playoffs. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers lose thirty-one to twenty-three to the Lions again. Very similar. They did not expect to be in this situation. Um, and yeah, I think I think the same thing. Yeah, if you're a, the Buccaneers, I think you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, we made it. We made it to the exactly. divisional round. Like, yep. I, their big question is definitely going to be like. I, I think you definitely pay Baker how much and for how long is kind of the bigger question. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, like, they got a lot of old guys, too, I feel like. like I've, yeah, defensively, I think. Def- uh, Mike Evans, too. Yeah. Mike and Evans. Godwin's not super young, He's either. like 27 or 28. Yeah. That, um, that Evans will definitely be the big question because yeah. he's a free agent. And so. I think... Before the season, it really sounded like he wanted out. It did, but I, I have a feeling that he might want to go back. With like, I would, had, yeah, I would too. He's been there for a long time. He had a great year, and I, th- I, I don't know. It seems like they all kind of like. It seems like they like playing with Baker too. Yeah. Like I don't. I if they bring Baker back, I could definitely see him wanting to return. Yeah, because he knows he's going to get targets. So I don't know. And then the Bills lose twenty-seven to twenty-four, and a heartbreaker to the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Eli, you sent one of the funniest texts I've ever seen. <laughs> Eli was in Qatar uh, for two weeks, ish, week and a half. Yeah, I was gone for two weeks. I was only there for like eight days, just with all the traveling. But, but yeah, this game, I I went to bed pretty late that night, and so I, I saw the um, I saw the score like in the first quarter or whatever, and then I went to bed and woke up and. I was just kind of like, yeah, well, that sucks. And then, yeah, I, I sent a meme, and I can't, I don't know what the movie was from. It was like a Shia LaBeouf quote or whatever, and it was like, like bandwagon Bills fans like being sad, and they're like, "You can walk away if you want. No one's stopping you. Like this is what it is." And it's like, yeah, this is kind of disappointing. I just feel bad for for Josh Allen. The, the longer, like, the more this, like, over the last few years, them just kind of like, you know, winning a couple playoff games and then just getting stopped. Just start. It's getting like closer and closer to like Josh Allen might not play in a Super Bowl, and it's like a scary thought. He is also though. This is like his. He's got a lot of sixth time. year in the NFL. I mean, he's got he's, he's still got, got a while. But, hey, but Dig Diggs is old. Like I, Peyton Manning never played in a Super Bowl until he was thirty. Keep that in your mind. I'll keep that in mind. I didn't know that. That's keep that's that good. Mind. Peyton Manning never played in a Super Bowl until he I'm was not, thirty. I'm not and out. He has, and he's been to four, and he won two. So I'm not out. Keep actually, that in your mind. I got my Bills hat on. I'm not out. Down but not out. Down but not out. It is Down sad. Down but not out. Um, it's just a bummer to lose this game to this year's Chiefs. Like I just yeah. thought, I thought this year was going to be different. But yeah, yeah they, their big question is, and they really should go trade for whatever wide receiver they can get. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you, ha- I think you pretty much have Josh Allen like run the offseason. Yeah, like because he is the Buffalo, but like he yeah, is that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I just I wonder, yeah, I think similar to how you got digs, like you need to go out and find a guy that you can get that's relatively young and build some sort of connection for 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 Allen. And I do I do think that like I think Shakir like obviously we have bias, but Shakir <laughs> is actually really good. I, he he's, he should if he's not their number two going into next season, there's a problem. Yeah. yeah. I he think is, then yeah, hundred percent. He's proven himself. Yeah. I I like Gabe Davis. I have a jersey, but there's a certain element of excitement and just kind of 
Like I think Shakir is a little more well-rounded than Gabe Davis is. Like I think he's a better player. He's, I, he's he a better player. Everything he <laughs> yeah. catches everything. He's literally yeah. That's what I love. How we I think we would say this like just again being biased. And when the draft is coming up, we're like, yeah, Shakir's going to go late, but whatever team gets him is going to be lucky because like yeah, he may not be the strongest or the fastest or the biggest, but it's like he just he's, he's got, got a motor. His his yeah. hand eye coordination is insane, and he can just he can make plays almost out of nothing. And like yeah, he's he's incredible. That touchdown against the Steelers was one of the most insane like fifteen yards gained I've ever seen. It was I watched he, it. I watched it like twenty times. He literally like caught the pass and was like three inches from the ground. And it was like, oh, like he just got, he's gonna get like three yards, and then he like stands up and he's like, what is going he, on? So and then good. he <laughs> he breakdanced his way out of Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, like, that's no, and it, that's the thing too is it wasn't just some like yeah. rando. It was Minka Fitzpatrick. It was like one of the, the best, best safeties, safeties in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Cole and I bet him anytime touchdown, and that when he caught that touchdown, that was a let. I mean, we've jumped yeah. out of our seat. Uh, it was yeah, so I remember sad. that. And then you know, like that was that was a crazy play, crazy touchdown. The the catch that he made on. Uh, or the touchdown earlier, he didn't score. I think Josh Allen ran it in, mm-hmm. but it was third down, and he caught it on like his ankle. Yeah, no, yeah, and he it was incredible. He, it was a third and ten from like the fifteen yard line, and he caught it on the three. I, I and, saw this. I saw this tweet from this dude, and it wasn't even like like because I follow a lot of like Boise State football accounts, and like, but this was just like a re- like some it, not affiliated with Boise State or the Bills or anything. It was like it was like. Anytime I see this Khalil Shakir guy make a catch, it's like ninety nine percent or more difficult. Yeah, like he's, just, he's insane. He's insane. He, he's like everything a team wants out of a slot receiver. He'll kind of just right. He he's he's real scrappy. He he can run routes. He'll make those difficult catches. I love him. Yeah, love he's him. awesome. He's a lot of fun to watch. I'm glad he's starting to kind of blossom in that offense and and get targets. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the coaching changes that have happening. First, shout out Coach Q. I know he's listening. He just he just posted us on his Instagram. Um, yeah, hi, Coach Q. He's uh, he's got us on the big screen. It's electric. Um, he he look at like he's working from home. Uh, I'll show you guys the picture. He's got us on the got us on the big screen. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, so shout out, Coach Q. Um, all right, coaching changes. Um, the big one. Well, right, let's start with the smaller ones first. Then we'll get to the big ones. Smaller ones. Titans hire Bengals OC Brian Callahan. Um, I don't know, kind of a, a don't just, like it. Just a weird hire. Yeah, I, I looked up kind of his coaching history. Uh, Lions quarterback coach for a couple of years, Raiders quarterback coach, and then it's been the Bengals since 2019. So I don't know. He's the Bengals co- coordinator under Zach Taylor, though. So it's like Zach Taylor, I know calls the plays. Um, and their play calling is it? They are also a team that frustrates me. Yeah, with their play calling. I don't. It, really. It's like coach suggestion Madden plays, and they <laughs> yeah, just, they just like rely on having Jamar Chase, T Higgins. Joe, yeah, they just yeah. like we have so many good skill players. Like we can just run the most vanilla plays possible. It's a very Titans hire. Like yeah. just kind of like eh, okay, they're really screwing themselves. Yeah. I feel I don't know. Yeah, um, Dave Canales uh, to Carolina. Mitch Bryce Young gets a new court. This was a sleeper candidate for the Seahawks. I, I really, I really like this hire for Carolina. Honestly, I, I love that for them. I mean, just for Bryce Young, but now they have to go get weapons for him. Yeah, to make it better. Yeah, for him. he was an assistant strength coach at USC under Pete Carroll in 2009. Uh, then he came to the Seahawks, coached wide receivers from 2010 to 2017, which is pretty impressive because the Seahawks during that run with Russell Wilson, like. 
our receiver, like Doug Baldwin, he was like a stud. And Doug Baldwin is not your prototypical <laughs> wide receiver. Like he, he, Jermaine Curse, all these guys. Then he was our quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator. Uh, he was the quarterback's coach most recently for Geno. That got him a lot of attention just because, I mean, it was it was Geno. And then went to Baker um, and was his quarterback coach this year. And obviously, like what he did with Baker and Geno is super impressive. So I really like that hire for the Panthers. Like for them to... I, that just tells me at least they have the right mindset. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you have your first overall pick who did not look good this year, and you go out and you purposefully hire to help him. A quarterback like, guy. Yes, yeah. like yep. that, that was the, that's the exact move they should have done. Yep. So I, yeah, I really I like it. it. Um, Raiders keep Antonio Pierce. Um, I Yeah, made, made a ton of sense. That's, that's, that's smart. They should have done Max Crosby said if they didn't, he was going to uh, demand a trade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, keep him happy. Yeah. I think that's your number one. Um, and then Atlanta yesterday hires Raheem Morris. A lot of rumors about Belichick that are out the window. Raheem Morris, again, kind of just a meh hire. Like, I, I don't know, Reed. We were talking about it a little bit in the group chat yesterday. Like, I, I don't mind Raheem Morris. Like, I think he's a good coach. Right. Um I just think it's a little weird with all the questions about the quarterback and the offensive skill guys that you go and get a defensive guy. Like now they still have to go out and get an offensive coordinator. Like it just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. He also kind of seems like a name that may be a year too early. Like it started trending this year. Yeah. But like it's, he seemed kind of seemed like he should have been a next year higher. Yeah. Like one more year of it being like, Oh, this guy's out yeah. there. Let's go get him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just kind of how it seemed to me. I, I heard a good explanation. I think it was by Chris Long um, about the difference between OC, like hiring an, an offensive minded coach versus like an offensive play caller mm-hmm. versus hiring a CEO coach, kind of like a right, like hire your guys to run the offense. Yeah, you, like yeah, versus hiring a CEO or defensive guy. But he was saying he's he's basically like, or Chris Long, I think was saying. The OC, if you hire a CEO head coach, so let's take the Lions for example. They're they're good. They're good. You hire Dan Campbell, obviously great hire, and then you have this Ben Johnson, like who who takes control of this offense. If you don't hire that offensive guy now, Ben Johnson's going to leave, and now you lose that offense. So that's what that's what he was saying. Is basically like when you don't hire the offensive guy, and you have a good coordinator and a good offense and a good quarterback, like that guy's going to leave and now you lose out right. on him. And so he's just like, that makes it really tough when you don't have an offensive play caller as your head coach. Yeah. Cause you're going to lose them if you have a good offense. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you just, I think that's kind of what the, and, and he was saying it's hard for these owners to hire CEO head coaches like Campbell, obviously the lions got right, but like how many billionaire owners do you trust to know who the gritty football right. guy is like who the right guy is to lead that locker room it just doesn't happen very often so yeah we'll see it'll be it'll be interesting and then obviously uh the big hire um is jim harbaugh jim harbaugh to the chargers man i really did not think this was going to happen i did i really like it I, I i love it i just i was i was like man i'm not sure that he's going to do like i just was i don't know there's a lot of these rumors like kind of like belichick Right, like I, I was kind of like, I don't think he's going to Atlanta, and yeah, one of the rumors turned out to be true, and one of them didn't. But I love it for the Chargers, absolutely love it for the Chargers. Um, 
I, I wrote down his history because his history is just very interesting. He was um, head coach at Stanford from 20, 2007 to 2010. Took them from really bad to, to being really good. Uh, was the 49ers head coach from 2011 to 2014. I think people forget how much success he had in those 49er teams. Like he was, his first season was 13 and three, lost the Giants in the NFC Championship game. Then he was 11, four and one, lost in the Super Bowl. Then 12 and four and lost to the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game. Uh, and then went eight and eight his final year before he left. Wasn't fired, left to go coach Michigan. Um, wins a championship there. But yeah, I, I, just, I love it. Reed, you were saying you love it too. I, like, I already, I'm already a big Justin Herbert guy, but like this, I think genuinely could like elevate him even more i think to like jim harbaugh we we watched it at michigan he knows how to build a team yeah and he knows what players to go out and get and i feel very like if i think if you are a chargers fan you feel like you're probably in the best spot right now that you have been since 2010 when you had the number one offense yeah. and defense yeah. and, it, and it, even then you, I mean you didn't even make the playoffs yeah. but like I I think he definitely is going to like understand what the team needs he's going to go out he's going to get a receiver he's going to go out he's going to like fix find somebody to fix the defense yeah. like I don't know I I really like it yeah Mitch you do not like the Chargers so give us the other side I mean, it's a good hire by them, but will it work out? We don't know. But I just feel like with the guy they got at quarterback, they go maybe 9-8, and 8-9, eight. Eight and maybe make the playoffs as a 7, lose to the set 2 seed. I just see that happening a good 2-3 years. That's how it goes. I do want to <laughs> say this, though. Uh Look, so there was a lot of QB injuries, season-ending injuries this year. I think the one that was most detrimental to their team was Justin Herbert. Like, I think when he got hurt, the Chargers, it was like, oh, there, there's no yeah. there is zero chance. I mean, they were bad before him, so right? After him, and like they were borderline the worst team in football. Yeah, and like you see these other teams, they lost their starter too. And it's like I think that shows how valuable he is to that team and that yeah. roster. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Food for thought. Food for thought. But uh, still, when he's in there, they aren't that great, in my opinion. I mean, they yeah, just don't look 30, as great. 30 points a game and the most points scored by an offense since he's been drafted. That's so bad. Hey, he just, he does, he only since plays for three quarters. He only plays for three quarters. Since, since Justin Herbert was drafted to the Chargers, the Chargers have the most points scored in that time frame. More than the Chiefs, more than the Ravens, more than the Bengals, more than the Bills, more, more than the, Lions. the Niners, more Lions. than the Lions, more than the Jets. Like they, but their defense has also given up the most. Hey, you can't win playing three quarters. That's 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 it. I think he plays well for three quarters, and the fourth quarter comes around. May not, it just doesn't go well. All right, let's do uh, stock up, stock down. Um, little trip recap from from Jack and Eli too. So Eli, you were we mentioned you were in Qatar for eight days, uh, a lot of travel there and back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how was it? 
Uh, it was pretty good. It was it was really good actually. Um, it was my first time out of the continent. Uh, hey, congrats, world thank traveler. You. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, world traveler, no big deal. Um, culture shift was um monumental. It's a different, just a completely different world. Um, you'd think like going to like such a developed place and like city like Doha and Qatar that it would be like just kind of like the U.S., but it's it's like it's like a made up place. Like it's basically it's like a city designed for the whole world to just visit all the time. Everything's so over the top, and they also have just like unlimited funds to do whatever they want. And so, like the city was super clean. Everything was really nice, really big. It was it's a really safe city. Um, the downside of that is like it's a lot of migrant workers that don't really live there. There's like I think there's like three million people that live in Qatar, and there's only like four hundred thousand like. Qataris like natives dang and so it's it's all like expats and just like people on like work visas just trying to make money to send back to their families and so it's a really weird like yeah it's a weird weird culture yeah really weird culture really weird like economy how it's all kind of run yeah um yeah but you got to go to how many soccer games I think I went to five or six I think I went to six I went to um like all but one of the, actually all but two of the World Cup stadiums that they built. One of one of the World Cup stadiums was like I didn't know this. It was made out of shipping containers, um, huh. but it was like it was just for the World Cup, so it's not taken down yet. But it's not like it's going to be taken down. And then the only stadium that was in the World Cup I didn't go to besides that one was um, it's called Blue Sail Stadium. It's it's like ninety thousand capacity, and it's they only play like the first game and the final. Um, that was a stadium where Messi hoisted the World Cup trophy. Um, so I got to see it from the outside, and I didn't, yeah. get, didn't get to go into it. But so that was kind of cool. Like all the games we went were at different stadiums. Yeah, that's sick. Um, which is pretty sick. Um, yeah, the traveling traveling was a lot. It was we flew out of Seattle. It was twelve hours to Istanbul and another four hours to Doha. Um, I on the way there, I didn't experience any jet lag. We landed in the middle of the night, went to bed. Woke up the next day, it was fine. Uh, but jet lag on the way back is actually been kind of nice. I, I go to bed. I'm tired and like want to go to bed at like 10, which I'm usually close to like midnight. <laughs> and then uh, I, and then I'm like wide awake at like 545. <laughs> and so I just like, I get up at six now. And that's just, that's me. I'm an adult now. I, I go to bed early. I wake up early. So I was telling Eli, I was like, hey, welcome to the real world, man. <laughs> yeah, I was, ta- I was talking with guys in my Bible study this morning. And I was like, yeah, they're like, how's jet lag? I was like, it's actually kind of amazing. I'm like, I think I'm going to nurture it. I think I'm going <laughs> to, I think I'm going to kind of keep rolling with it if I can. Um, so yeah, I, like I literally, I, I said, I had, I had to wake up early this morning. Anyway, I set an alarm uh, and I didn't even need it because my, I just woke up at 6 a.m. automatic. My body just does not let me sleep in past like seven forty five now. It's 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 a real bummer. Like I can I can be like super tired, try as much as I want. Seven forty five. It's just like white wake. Um, um my trip, so I went to if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my sweatshirt. Went to Bandon, Oregon, played uh Bandon Dunes. Bandon has five courses um that are all top fifteen, I think, now in the US. Um so it was it was so sick. We played um uh, we we drove down Sunday, stayed in Coos Bay Sunday night, which is like thirty minutes outside of Bandon. Drove into Bandon, played golf uh, Monday, which was absolutely beautiful. It was like sixty degrees and sunny uh, on the Oregon coast in January, which is kind of incredible. Um, played two rounds on 
so 36 holes on Tuesday. Uh, got a little rainy on Tuesday and then like super windy. And so we played our first course. It got a little rainy on that one. And then like we, so we would tee off at like eight, eight o'clock in the morning, walk 18. You have to walk all these courses, get done at like 1230 or like 1215, take a shuttle. There's a bunch of shuttles running around. It's literally like Disneyland for golfers and adults. It's so sick. Take a shuttle to the next course, grab like a hot dog and then tee off. And so we tee off at like one o'clock for our second 18, play nine. And it was getting a little backed up and we, we get to the turn and the, the, this ranger was like, or Marshall was like, hey, probably should. Like, he's like, it's, it's going to, you're not going to finish. He's like, it gets dark around like 4.30 or 5. So you're not going to finish 18. It's really backed up. So then we just played the front again, which is kind of kind of fun. We did like a little scramble tournament. Um, we only played one round on Wednesday. We only played 12 holes. Wednesday, that was the worst weather by far. It was like 45 mile an hour winds, sideways rain, just dumping. We, I was, that was the most wet i've ever been in my entire life i was i was just drenched um and then we played 36 on thursday and then 18 friday so a lot of golf um but it was it was so sick that's that's and 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 going in january you pay 100 bucks around and 55 uh if you play 36 so playing a top 100 or top 10 course top 15 course in the united states for 100 bucks is insane um and I don't know. After going, I'm like, I want to take all my like everyone there. It's just the 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 vibe there is so sick. It's just everyone's there to golf. Um, yeah, it was it was a blast. So it's kind of so it was like a hundred bucks to play around abandon. Compare that to like fifty bucks at like Boise. Not Ranch. not even the best course in, yeah. in Boise. <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. I'd I'd pay the hundred bucks for abandon hundred times out of a hundred it's yeah and and going in january is so much better than going because if you go in the summer you pay 400 bucks around Whoa. so and they, they were saying like sometimes they're like it's about the same weather like you can get bad days in the summer just as often as you get bad days in the winter and i mean we had rounds like the the first day while i was playing in a t-shirt like it was awesome so and you're walking so even when it was like 50 degrees and cloudy I was still playing, like I could still take off my quarter zip and wear a t-shirt because right. you're walking. So you're like, yeah, that was the only bad part is I got a bunch of blisters on my feet after walking that much. My pinky toe was like, I had a blister like the size of my pinky toe on my pinky toe. It's bad. <laughs> pinky toes are so, overrated anyway. No, I was literally like, I could cut this off right now. I think <laughs> I might make my life better. Um, any other stock ups, stock downs? We got to stock down. Yeah, stock down. Uh, for New York homeowners. Oh, no. Uh, have you heard about the squatter rights in New York? Oh, so oh, if no. you you can't, like if you go on like a trip, you're not allowed to shut off your utilities um, because squatters are like welcome. Oh, so like if you, gosh. so say we are all gone. If nobody's here for 30 days and there's a squatter living here, they are now like what like what is it like they you can't evict them like they are just as much entitled to the home as you are and you can't you can't That's evict them you're not allowed to lock them out you can't shut them out cuz they're technically like it'd be like locking somebody out of their own home so 
Yeah, uh, stock down for New York homeowners. Don't leave for more than 30 days because if you do, you'll get squatters and you cannot get them to leave. That's like, that's, that's just wild. one step closer to like the purge, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. For real. Like New York, New York's just going to become whatever that's city insane. is the purge. Yeah, it's just going to. I can't wait till all these laws that people, I won't say which <laughs> people, people make come back to bite us and we're all like, oh, we told you so. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Brings me into the stock up. New York squatters. Uh, <laughs> you have a place. I, you just kind of hang out wherever you want. You that's, honestly, that's honestly the move. Yeah, for real. Can't get in trouble. Know it. There is, it is. It is easier now than ever to be a homeless person. Like, oh, yeah. If you're you struggling, can... just leave it. You go. There's like both coasts. You know, you go to New York, Portland. You can do any drug oh you want. Gosh. You never are getting. You'll never. You're not get in gonna trouble. get in trouble. No. Oh, you can't zen though. That's you true. Know, <laughs> zen in, you know, zen yeah, that doesn't fly. Oh yeah, you can have heroin. No, oh, you can't zen. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get those sense. nicotine pouches out of your mouth. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna say the U.S. should copy what Qatar is doing. It's a totally different. It's a totally different scale. It's the a totally US different scale. Turn into the Middle East. It's a totally different scale because. Like the nation of Qatar is like the size of like a city here, basically. But um, there's no homeless people in Qatar. If you lose your job or do something like wrong, like I'm not again. I'm not saying I'm not saying the U.S. should do this. I'm just saying it's maybe it's unfortunate. This is just my experience. Eight days in Qatar. There's no homeless people and there's no crime because you will get deported before you result to that. So <laughs> yeah, again. <clears throat> Not saying the U.S. should do any of that. Just commenting. Maybe think about it. Just commenting on maybe, maybe I'll move to the Middle East. <laughs> I don't know. It seems pretty nice there. It was seventy. Uh, it was seventy-five degrees the whole time. I was there also. <laughs> yeah, pretty but nice. when it's when it's yeah, the June, sum, the sum, it's a hundred. Yeah, the summer's like a hundred and fifty. Yeah, the summer. That is true. That's rough. Um, yeah, I probably won't move there. Maybe I'll just winter there. I'll be a snowbird. <laughs> hey, there you go. I frequent in. I frequent Doha. <laughs> All right, let's preview these games. Um, Conference championships, Sunday. Uh, We'll give our picks at the end. And we also we're going to do both sides, a total, and our favorite prop. So a lot of picks coming your way. Um, I've got a lot of stats, so I'm excited to give you guys these because these were fun to kind of just deep dive. And a couple betting stats, a couple just advanced stats on these teams. But first one is the AFC Championship game, 3 p.m. Eastern on CBS. Nansen Romo on the call. Casey out Baltimore. 45 and a half is our over under. Baltimore minus three and a half? Four. Four now. Went up to four. Okay, that's a big, big shift. Um, okay, I'm going to start with Baltimore. Keys and notable stats for Baltimore. I have keys and notable stats for, for all the teams in, all, in both games, okay? Uh, Baltimore, one of the strongest advanced stats team ever. Uh, they have they are number one in weighted DVOA. Weighted DVOA is like uh, part of my take. Go listen to them explain weighted DVOA. They had the guy who made DVOA on the podcast and explain it. Weighted DVOA is basically like DVOA is like how good you are against the average, basically. So if you're if you're plus DVOA, you're better than average minus obviously. Right. And weighted DVOA takes into account like more uh, like recent games and your like the opponent and the score and the situation. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a really good metric. Um, they are number one weighted DVOA. They have the best weighted DVOA ever uh, in NFL history through the divisional round. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. Through the divisional round, they have the best way to DVOA ever. Um, 10 out of the best 14 have gone on to win the Super Bowl. Um, the second best was the 85 Bears. So they are, li- I mean, they are, and, and, and this is, uh, yeah, like they are, they are one of the best advanced metrics teams ever. I feel like they're just kind of like one of the best, like, teams. Yeah, they're very, very <laughs> like, good. Like, they, like, yeah. We, nobody has really, like, talked about that. No, that I know. This is literally, like, their defense is on the same level as their defense they had in 2000. Yeah. That was literally historic. Like, yeah. that is one of the best defenses we've ever seen. And, like, like every like everybody knows the Ravens are really good, but nobody's really saying, like, what. I just think that stat is first in way of DVOA ever. Like, best, they are the yeah. best ever through the divisional round. And DVOA is all about, like, efficiency mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, and, like, that is just a, yeah, unbelievable stat for, for the Ravens. Yeah. Um, Really, their only weak spot, if you look at just like their stats against everything, really their only weak point is stopping the run. Um, they are 22nd in run defensive, rush defense success rate. Um, so teams have decent success running the ball on them, which doesn't totally matter in today's NFL. Like they're not even dead last. They're they're the 10th worst. They're, they're 20 seconds. So that's they're not middle, even... That's around middle of the pack. Exactly. Right? So like you can convince yourself that's middle of the pack. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> it's what I'm not, exactly. Kansas City. It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, great offense and defense in the red zone. Top five in red zone success rate on both offense and defense, which that is almost unheard of. Like to have a, that good of offense and defense in the red zone is insane. Um, only team in the NFL to run more than they pass. 48.99% of the time uh, they throw the ball. Um, Love that. So Casey also allows 4.5 yards per carry, which is pretty high. Um, the play in this game is the under. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. 87% of the bets are on the over. 44 and a half. Wow. Um, all the numbers tell you to go under. Well, yeah. I mean, Kansas City's had a pretty good defense all year, too. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Baltimore's. I, I, Yeah, I agree. I like that. All of the stats tell you to go under. Um, I hate betting unders it's just not fun to root for the under um and i'm not telling like obviously who knows maybe 44 and a half is a pretty low total especially for patrick mahomes and lamar jackson which is why i think 87 percent of the people are betting the over but it is interesting when you have 87 percent of the bets going one way usually the number goes up that number is staying no, i was gonna say it hasn't moved they, all they know that if they move it up it, all the sharp betters will just yeah. smash the under so um, that's my Baltimore stats. I'll give a couple KC ones before we make our pick. Um, offense for the for Kansas City. If you look at their offensive numbers throughout the season, they're pretty mid. Uh, offense have been much much improved in the playoffs. Their offense is playing a lot better in the playoffs. Efficient, like not only points wise but also efficiency wise. Offense has been much much better. Uh, versus the Bills, that was the most efficient pass game of the season for any team in the NFL. They had the most efficient passing game of the season. So um, that's one of those things where it's like when you look at these numbers as a whole, it's easy to be like, oh, the Chiefs like they haven't been that good. Taking the last few games into account more, uh, Chiefs have been much, much better. Um, getting an early lead and running the ball, getting the Ravens off script is going to be a big, big key for the, for the Chiefs. You have to get the Ravens into uncomfortable situations. Really hard to do when you have <laughs> – the most efficient team of all time that you're playing against like a team with that good of a defense and that good of an offense and that good of a quarterback really hard to do. 
I think that's probably the key for the Chiefs um, is to get out in front early, establish that you can run the ball. Again, the Ravens have a weak defense against the run. You have to get them off script. Yeah, because then if they're playing from behind, they can't just run the ball. Exactly. And again, the Ravens' pass defense has been incredible. Um, So... um, you can deep dive into Mahomes' underdog stats. It, he is insane again as an underdog. Uh, the Chiefs are just insane against an underdog. He has not been an underdog in back-to-back games since uh, the first half of his rookie season. Patrick Mahomes not been an underdog in back-to-back games since then. Um, as an underdog, he is eight and three straight up against, uh, not even against the spread. Eight and three straight up. Um, that's pretty wild. So hard to bet against Mahomes. That is kind of the. The, the the back and forth of this game is you have the Ravens and everything. You also have Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Um, he's won almost twice as much as he's lost in the playoffs. He's been in the conference championship every single year. What are you guys doing? What are we, what are we picking? I'm, I'm sticking with Baltimore. <laughs> everything against the Chiefs. I... I'm not. I can't. I couldn't. Mitch, you were the only one on the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, this is not what I want, but I just know that NFL wants Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. That's just pretty much all. He's it not is. wrong. That it's gonna happen. Travis Kelsey's gonna have a fourth quarter touchdown that either propels them or ties the game late in the fourth quarter, and then they're gonna kick a game-winning field goal or something. I have twenty-three to twenty Chiefs. It's just gonna happen, and it's a sad reality. You have twenty-three happen. to twenty Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. The the Ravens' biggest enemy. Biggest challenge, I think, in this game is going to be hashtag NFL rigged. Um, <laughs> I think watch out for uh, dodgy calls. Watch out for uh, just fishiness. Oh, it happen. surrounds the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, every game, it seems like there's something that's like, uh, what? What, is, <laughs> what happened? What? Like, but Holding. Okay. I wasn't holding, but... <laughs> We'll, we'll yeah. give the Chiefs a touchdown, I, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I I can't. I just can't root for the Chiefs. I don't care if I get it wrong. I just can't root for the Chiefs. I do not want to watch them play in another Super Bowl. No, me neither. I I'm think get, I'm if getting they, sick and tired of it. I think if they if they make the Super Bowl, I don't know if I'm gonna. I mean, I'll like I'll be like present, but I probably won't. I'll eat the snacks, attention. but I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna just, like. I I'll just sit on my phone. <laughs> I'll just sit on my phone the whole time, play games. Um. Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens as well. Um, I think I I hope the Ravens win this game. Like I I'm I'm rooting for the Ravens, um, and I really do think they're a better team. Like this is, um, this has been a really fun team to watch. They're really good. I I am happy for Lamar. He's gotten a lot of crap on him in the playoffs, and I think this is like if he wins this game, he can reverse a lot of those narratives. He's had a really tough past couple of years. Um, he was he's like been out of that top quarterback conversation for a while um and he's going to win his second mvp this year uh and has a good shot to um to to win a super bowl so um yeah i'm rooting for lamar because he deserves it i mean mahomes has only lost to one person in the playoffs so for lamar jackson to be the second person with all the playoff controversy that he has would be very good for him it's wild he's only lost to one person in the playoffs. And it's Tom, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> That's actually so wild. I never 
Oh my gosh. We'll see that stat. How I many mean, times when we're watching on, yeah, on the no. game? Yeah. Keep him out of the GOAT conversation for right now. Tom Brady's still on top. I don't care. That's well. Okay. Um, Cole is not here. He's he's a massive, massive Ravens um, believer. I, I give him. He's also a closeted Chiefs fan. <laughs> if you watch a Chiefs game with that guy, man, he's always rooting for the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> he has the Patrick Mahomes voice. <laughs> Reed, Reed is just also a massive Chiefs hater. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> can't stand him. Um, so even if someone's just a little bit on the Chiefs, that, <laughs> that's a lot. Oh, you're a Chiefs. <laughs> Uh, but I, I give Cole a lot of credit because he has been on the Ravens. He's been on them all year. He, he has he been, was on them. He's, he's been on for the last like two or like, yeah. three. He's just been a big Ravens truther, and so I think he's got a chance to be vindicated. Respect. I, I just texted him and what asked if he want? wanted to come no. up. Yeah. Here, he Here it comes. Cole, we're phone. on YouTube. Special oh, guest appearance. Yeah. We're on air. Tell YouTube uh, oh, that you're picking the Ravens. Hey, there's Cole. Hey, YouTube. You want to yeah, talk into the mic right there. You're, Get really we, close we to Mitch. About the Ravens. Get your sick face. Really so, close um, what's the what's everyone on for the Ravens? Or for uh, Mitch is the only one on the Chiefs. Okay, did you the pick line. the spread or did you pick them to? He picked them to win. Okay, it's not what I want. It's just because they want Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. That's all. I think the odds, if we're all picking the Ravens, I think it's smart for Mitch to probably go. He did. On he the picked Chiefs. the Chiefs. Pick the Chiefs. Um, yeah. As I don't think it's any secret, I've been rooting for the Ravens just because I've been on that take for a while. But um, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't think they're a worse team, but they're also probably a worse team than the Bills and maybe the injuries excluded. Um, So, yeah, I really want the Ravens to win. I have a future on them. I'd like them to win. I was pissed I didn't put it in earlier. Um, Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Cole. Did we uh, talk about our uh, props we like? No, we're we're just previewing the games right now. And then okay, we, you want to stay up? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Cole's Cole's feeling it a little bit, so we're yeah. Um, okay, second game. Anything else on this one? Uh, I don't think. Okay, That's we'll get to the props and totals in a, in a minute. Um, NFC Championship game, six thirty Eastern on Fox. Burkhart and Olson on the call. Detroit at San Francisco. Total fifty and a half. Is it still at fifty and a half? Uh, I believe that's what it's been all week. So it is at fifty-one and 51 a half. Fifty-one and a half. Okay, I got it at fifty. So uh, seven and a half is the Niners, or is it seven? It is now Niners seven and a half. Okay, seven and a half. Niners are favored. Um, a lot of interesting stats in this game. So start with the Niners. Niners nine point one yards per pass. Uh, that is number one in the NFL by a wide margin. Uh, 9.1 yards a pass. The difference between them and the Dolphins, who are number two, is the same as the Dolphins and number 16. That, Ooh, that gap. Oh. So um, 9.1 yards per pass. Um, 50-50 run split. They're at like 51.2. Um, that's 30th. Um, so the Ravens were 32nd. Obviously, uh, the only team that runs the ball more. Niners are very close to that. Um, the pass game is going to be very key for the 49ers. Uh, Detroit is good at stopping the run, like really good at stopping the run. Um, pass game, Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk's total for re- receiving yards opened at 71. It's bet up to 80. Whoa. 80 Ooh. right now, and it's minus odds to go over still. Oof. He, wow. uh, I saw he finished like seventh in to- like receiving yards this year, but he was like in the te- low, like high teens in like targets. Like yeah. he just, he, 
he just makes big plays. Yeah. Like the guy Brandon Ayuk's been insane. He, he yeah, there that's just the big that's the big uh key for them for the 49ers. They have been favored in every game this season. Only like one of five teams ever to be favored in every single oh, game. Yeah. Um the Debo effect is crazy too. He is looking like he's going to play, I think. Um with him playing um I think it's 50% of snaps and having one reception. So like not this is basically saying games that he's played and stayed through the whole game. Uh they are 44 and 13. Uh without him doing that, they are 9 and 10. Uh, the Debo effect is massive. So even if he's playing, that does not necessarily mean they're going to win. Like he needs to play the entire game and be a factor for them to um have that kind of Debo effect. So that's huge for the 49ers. Um, on Detroit's side, a um, couple interesting stats for them. Uh, on the season, they're 13-6 and six against the spread. So there's just a little nugget right there. If they win the Super Bowl, the Detroit will have the third highest preseason odds ever to win the Super Bowl. Uh, 22-1 to one were their preseason odds. The other two teams, the 2017 Eagles, which was Nick Foles, uh, which is funny because that's not even at the t- like when Carson Wentz got hurt. That was preseason mm-hmm. odds, uh, and the 07 Giants. Which make, I makes, the Giants were up there. Yeah, um, so they would have the third highest ever. Um, we mentioned their weak secondary, third in pressure rate, so they do get to the quarterback, but 30th in yards per pass attempt, which is what the Niners are at number one in. So uh, that is a little bit shaky for the Lions. They have a pretty weak secondary, elite run defense though. Uh, they are third in EPA per play against the run. That is something they do really well and something that I just like to do. Um, they are also, this is one of my favorite stats, they are first in adjusted line yards, which means on both sides of the ball, they have the best line of scrimmage uh, in the NFL, best offense and defensive line, which is something that you would think the 49ers would be really good at. The Lions are the most elite offense and defensive line, Interesting. Um, which is which is really good for them. Also, um, they have a better... So when you look at all the advanced stuff uh, for the Lions offense, it's, it's pretty good. They're, they're top 10 in a lot of categories, kind of like they're, they're, a, they're a top half of the team offensively. Uh, they have had a much better offense in their two playoff games than their, than their regular season, and they have a better offense in their two playoff games than San Francisco had in their one playoff game. And San Francisco played like a Packers team that has a much worse defense than even the Buccaneers or the Eagles do. So the Lions have been playing well in the playoffs. Um, so with all that said, the Lions are seven and a half point underdogs. Mitch, we know which way you're leaning. <laughs> Take the mic. Tell us what, what, what's the case for the Lions. Um, they're going to win this game. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I saw a thing on like CVS sports and like it was a guy comparing like po- like players per position and they said Brandon Ayuk was better so I ben think Amonra? yep you got to say that Mitch. oh yeah oh, yeah not everyone sorry. watches football with us every week. sorry <laughs> better in Amonra and he's gonna go off the Lions are pissed off they're hot they're gonna go in the the Bay Area or they're not in the Bay Area. Santa Clara because that's the where Bay they play yeah. yeah it is yeah. I, I've barely been to California in my life okay but they're gonna go in there. They're gonna go win by a by a touchdown. I think it's gonna be a thirty-one twenty-four. Um, I just I think they're gonna keep it rolling. And I mean, 
it's like a script thing for me. So like Lions Chiefs first game of the year. I don't think Taylor Swift is at that game. They want the Chiefs to have their revenge against the Lions. That's how I see it. Jake Marsh or like him storyline yeah. game. First and last game of the year. Hashtag NFL rigged. I'm just gonna throw that in there. Eli, who are you rooting for? Or who are you picking? I'm picking the Niners. Um I don't know. I think when the rubber meets the road here, I think I think the Niners have a more they have a more established uh game plan system. I think all around. I mean I mean, like you said, the stats the stats speak for themselves. The the Lions do have a really good team, but um I just think I think the Niners in certain areas have a little bit more experience. Not necessarily at quarterback. That's kind of the one that's like the iffy spot for me. But um but yeah. I just think they're I think they're a really solid team. I think that in a lot of the kind of skill position areas, I think they're a little more tried and true. Um, I think we we've seen games where uh, the the Lions running back tandem can be stopped. I feel like we haven't really. Se- it's really rare to see a game where a team figures out a way to to stop Christian McCaffrey. Um, and so that's that's one of the big differences for me is um, when it comes to running the ball. Uh, in this game, I think uh, I think McCaffrey. Even though I mean, the, like you said, Lions have a great D line, um, pretty strong against the run, uh, but I just don't think it's enough to to keep McCaffrey out of this game. He's going to be a factor no matter what. And uh. Reed, I'm on. Uh, I'm with Mitch. I'm on Detroit. Uh, I just I don't know. I think I think we've seen some weakness from the Niners uh, recently. Like I think. Green Green Bay is not a bad team, but I do think they were one of the weaker teams in the playoffs, and they like should have won that game. If Jordan won Love that. doesn't throw that interception, it's we're talking about. They also a, missed a field goal, like in the right, fourth quarter, right? We're talking about a divisional matchup in the NFC Championship yeah. between the Packers and the Lions. Like, the, there's one play, and this game is completely different. I think that this line is kind of disrespectful to the Lions and how they've played all season and how they've played this playoffs. Uh, I And especially with it moving to 7.5, I like the Lions even more. Because even if it is like a one-score game, it's like they like that's, that's, more, that's a two-possession spread. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I don't know, and I do, I do think the Lions have a chance to win. Like, I think the, the Niners' defense is not as strong as everybody has like we always just kind of assume oh yeah the Niners have the best deep they don't this yeah. year I I think I I really do think that we could see the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl um and this I'm sick so I don't want to if I give my <laughs> bad take and I'm wrong I have to you have to forgive me I think the Niners roll them um I have I like them if you buy points I like them plus 13 and a half I think they're Kind of got scared a little bit on um, the last game, and I think they're a little pissed off. I think Detroit might just be happy to be there. Um, I think Tampa and L.A. both kind of killed them in the passing game this year. I think when you're really bad in one category and you're really good in the other on defense, it usually just means you're really bad in one category. Kind of like the Seahawks were amazing in the run forever because we were so bad in the pass after the L.O.B.E. Um, so, yeah, I like the Niners minus seven. Um and yeah, I could. I'm probably going to be wrong, and the Lions are going to be in the Super Bowl. But I'd be happy about that too. So, so the way I I think the the two bets to make, I like the thirteen and a half goal. I also really like Detroit money line. 
because I think that if this game is close, Detroit has a really good shot to win. Uh, this Niners team reminds me a little bit, and the comparison that I'm kind of making here is, is is with Alabama when they were in their prime, um, and which is why I picked San Francisco. I think seven and a half, it definitely makes me like the lines a little bit. I got the Niners at seven. Um, I kind of think in these games you have to take who you think is going to win um, because the spread is so hard. You can get in your mind so so much. That's why I think like I think if the Niners win, there's a chance, good chance they blow them out. Um, but then if it's close, I think the like I think the value would be on the Lions, especially money line is like plus two forty five. I think two fifty. Like that's pretty good. Um, the reason I say it reminds me a little bit about Alabama is because the way I see this game going personally, if the Lions don't win this game, which I do think there's definitely a chance they can. Uh, it seems like this game will go like back and forth at the start. We'll see a lot of fireworks, especially early from Detroit. They're going to pull out some trick play or like they'll hit. He, I, I think it'll be like Jamison Williams on like a long crossing route that Goff hits and like they're going to go punch for punch early. And then I think that this is where I just see the Niners being the better team and eventually like what Alabama used to do against these like, especially in the play. It was like the early, the late 2010s. Alabama in the playoffs you'd watch them play like a Notre Dame or yeah or even like Oregon or something like I don't even know if they ever played Oregon but like a random team that gets hot yeah yeah and they like a super exciting team and then they just go up against the bad bad boys of Alabama who maybe didn't look as good the week before against Auburn or in the SEC championship game and it goes back and forth for a little bit and then eventually just the Niners are gonna, I, I think they'll just overpower them but I don't know I hope I'm wrong I'm gonna be rooting like hell for Detroit I think that I, I I love Detroit. I love like Dan Campbell's pre- post game speeches. Both of the, the games in the locker room have been absolutely electric. I love Jared Goff. I'm I'm so happy that he's like playing well. I think he deserves every bit of it. Amon Ra is really fun to watch. Gibbs is really like that. That Lions team is so fun to watch. Uh, it just reminds me a little bit of these like fun to watch college football teams that I would watch go up against Alabama and then just lose and super disappointing. Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's a very. I really hope this is a good game because again, I think that if it's a close game, I trust Jared Goff more than I trust Brock Purdy. So I, I if it's a close game, I really like the, the Lions to win. So we'll see. It, I think we'll be able to tell, like before it even gets to the fourth quarter, if the Lions are going to have a chance. Um, I think it'll just by the way the game is going. I think if the I think the big key will really be like if the Niners are able to run the ball. Yeah, it's know. over. And yeah. and chant like Christian McCaffrey's rushing total is still like 89. I know. Like and it's minus odds I know. getting over. Like I know. that's insane. Yeah. I, I, McCaffrey is But that's why I, like <laughs> the Lions can't stop the run their defense is shot. Yeah. So if they can stop the run and force them to throw, I think that pass defense is going to be like, will get better. So. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I think, I for me the most the the thing that makes me nervous the most is when we have seen Jared Goff in big games, he tends to not like. Yeah. I mean that Super Bowl that he played in, they were horrible, and then yeah. like. He low-key got bailed out in the NFC Championship game that year, but it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he also, I was going to bring up, he played really well that NFC Championship game. Yeah, he did. And that whole playoffs, like, if you he had a really good... So, er, the Super Bowl definitely it's crumbled, just, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I And, like, I 
keep kind of replaying that Packers game on Thanksgiving in my head. True. Where it's like, he played really bad. And I just, I don't know. That makes me nervous. But I I don't know. So I think they got a chance. Um, On their over-unders, me, Reed, and Mitch are on the over of San Francisco and Detroit. Uh, Cole and Eli are on the over of KC and Baltimore. Um, like I said, I think the play is the under in the KC Baltimore game. Um, but we'll see. Uh, let's do favorite props. These are fun. So the way that we're doing this on our spreadsheet is um, the the plus odds gives you the odd amount of wins. So if it's plus 400, uh, you get four, four wins for getting this prop correct. Um, so Cole, you have the highest one. Uh, I believe Mitch. I don't know what your odds are. It's because I just added one, and like it like won't tell me like what the odds are of it. Okay, well then you might not be able to play if you can't place it. Then you <laughs> How do you like the prop if plus don't know a million? What the odds are? Yeah. Uh, well, like, <laughs> it just like won't do it on my computer, but I'll do it like because like I should. It's really that's why you got to get that app on your phone, my boy. I'll put it in for you. <laughs> cool. What's your prop? Um, I have Kittle score two plus touchdowns plus seven hundred. I don't know. I feel like. Um, I think, yeah, you can throw on the Lions. Um, I think Kittle always shows up in these games. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. So I didn't have time to put in any other ones. I'm sorry. But, um, obviously, I mean, you can go CMC touchdown or you can go Lamar or something too, but I like that. That's the one I've, I've liked looking at. I actually really like that at plus 700. That's yeah. pretty good. I like that. Too. Mitch, your so Mitch's prop was Amon Ra anytime touchdown, Amon Ra over seven receptions, uh, and Amon Ra eighty four <laughs> plus yards, <laughs> plus two fifty. So it's <laughs> horrible odds, <laughs> not very high. Um, still doing it. I don't care. He's still doing it. Much is going all in on Amon Ra. Uh, that's not a surprise if you listen to any of these, uh, any of our podcasts. Do you have anything else? Uh, it's gonna hit. Yeah, that's pretty much. What will happen, man? Uh, Eli. I have uh, Gus Edwards anytime touchdown, and then Lamar. Uh, <laughs> I misspelled. I fat-fingered Lamar. Uh, <laughs> I have Lamar over 66.5 rush yards. Um, that's plus 332. That's got to be one of the highest playoff game total rushing yards for a quarterback ever. It's got to be. It's pretty high. 66 and a half he, is unbelievable. His his rushing stat line last week was 11 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. He's so good. <laughs> He's so freaking good. Yeah, I just, I want to see the, like, the quarterback off. You know, it's like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, and then I want, like, Lamar Jackson's going to rush for 100 yards again, and he's going to throw for over 200. He's going to he's gonna stick to the Chiefs. So, yeah. And then Gus Edwards, I think he was one of their – he had like one of the best odds for any time touchdown for the Ravens besides Lamar. Um, yeah, I think they're going to run the ball pretty well. So Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson over plus three three two. Reed was the first one to fill out his picks, and he <laughs> and this is why we created the the wins rule for the plus odds because he just put. Christian McCaffrey into time touchdown. I was like, well, shoot, I'm going to do that right, too. Right. We're all like, on McCaffrey to school. I texted, I texted the group chat. I was like, I was like, yo, can we just like put like a player prop? And you're like, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like really easy. <laughs> so mine is McCaffrey anytime touchdown, Amon Ra over 84 and a half yards, and Pacheco over 63 and a half rushing yards. Yep. 
plus 30, 311, I, all of them, I just, I, I don't know. Something tells me. Like, I, I like when you were talking about the Ravens, how, like, if you are going to attack them and, like, find a weakness in their defense, it's the run game. And Pacheco runs like his hair is on fire. <laughs> Literally runs like a toddler. Does. I, so, love that. Amon Ra with Mitch. Uh, guy's a stud, man. I know we give you we give you a lot of mess about that, but he's a stud. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably the best receiver. McCaffrey touchdowns league. automatic. Yeah, right. uh, mine is uh, I'm calling it the Kittle time. Uh, not quite on it as Cole, although Cole, I think if you're going to bet him two touchdowns, you might as well just bet his over receiving yards too and his receptions. Yeah, because Kittle, I feel like when he scores a touchdown, almost always it's like a 35 yard breakaway yeah. touchdown. Yeah, he's not a goal line. No, they don't use him as much in the goal line as. They just use McCaffrey in the corner. <laughs> um, so I took over 59 and a half receiving yards and, and a touchdown for Kittle. Uh, it was plus 200. It was like plus 201, I think, when I got it. So, um, yeah, I think Kittle will have a good game. Um, I think it's the Lions. And, yeah, next time we uh, pod, we'll have a Super Bowl matchup. Um, we've got the restart draft will be coming soon. I think we're either doing it next week or the week after. I'm really excited about that. Um, one of my favorite things, again, that we do every year. Um, we've got, I think probably us five, um, most of the guys in our dynasty group chat will probably do it too. Uh, my buddy Robbie from last year who picks CJ Stroud, uh-huh. uh, he'll be in it. Uh, I think I asked a couple <laughs> baseball coaches to do it too. So yeah, well, probably 10, 10 of us again. And, nice. um, yeah, I'm, I haven't started really thinking about it, but that's one of my favorite things to do is, uh, prep for the restart draft. Cause it's just interesting. I, I like ranking stuff. So anytime I have an excuse to rank stuff. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a Super Bowl matchup the next time we're, we're podding. Um, also, I think I'm doing an NBA pod tonight with Shane. So that'll be a special weekend release. will be a mid-season NBA update with Shane. Um, dude, I, I, I'll probably say it again on the pod tonight, but he is so easy to do pods with because he preps everything with the NBA stuff. It's so nice. Like, I just look on the doc and he has a bunch of stuff listed down. Like, he's... He is so hyped every time I ask him to do an NBA pod. It's it's really cool. Um, oh, ask him. So, we, if you guys haven't noticed, have like three vacuum cleaners in there. Mm-hmm. And we, ask we, him if he wants one. Ask him if he wants one because we were thinking about selling one and then putting it all in the future for the Thunder to go to the finals. <laughs> Not win it. <laughs> Just go to the finals. Go to the finals. That's what we were going to sell our vacuums for the Thunder to go to the th- finals. Ask him what he thinks about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> yeah. Um, what is what is those? I I need to. And what the old vacuum my... sell for? What's the market like right now? We saw one that was kind of a piece, and uh, it was like seventy. Is forty fifty bucks? We I bet we could get it at least some. Not nothing. Not like nothing. even if something. we sold each one for like five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> plus six forty. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that, actually. Yeah. Jokic goes down, it's wide open. He did. Yes, last night he went down. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, that's what if we. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I like this better. What if we bet them to win the finals at plus 1,400? And then cash out? And cash out or (laughs) or just hedge. Oh, because it is more more than double the odds. So you get like. So we have three vacuums. We choose one that we like to keep. I uh-huh. think I we sell one, one, bet the Thunder to win, and we then sell we sell the other one to, to hedge. hedge. Oh, oh that's not a bad idea. Idea. let's do that. Yeah, 
What? Okay, but so I'll say it's the Thunder, but I'm going to ask Shane which one he he thinks to put the future. Okay. On. We could do the T Wolves too. Why do we? Okay, yeah. Let's think about this. Why the Thunder? I don't. T Wolves are. <laughs> T Wolves. I, I like. I, I T Wolves like, to win the conference plus seven sixty to win I the like, finals plus. I, I like Seventeen hundred. Oh, I like that. Ooh, uh, also, what about the Knicks? Oh, Ooh, I got Knicks. The Knicks fever. are dead. <laughs> what about the Heat? Everybody knows the, the Heat are have much. The Heat to win their conference plus eleven hundred. They were the Celtics. I feel like are just gonna. They stay healthy. Oh, but the wor- like I like this idea because worst case scenario, we just clean up our closet a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be- best case scenario, one we- of us might get a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How to turn two old vacuum cleaners into a Toyota 4Runner. <laughs> no, <I> literally. Mean, <laughs> Miami Heat, NBA champions, plus 3,300. I mean, if we sell them both, say we end up with like 40 bucks, right, from selling both of them. Uh, oops, don't want to parlay all that together. Or we could. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amon Ra over 85 and a half yards, Amon Ra touchdown, and the Denver Nuggets to win the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Like probably even plus sixteen eighty five. I was just so mad. I remember last year vividly. Me and Reed were like sitting out here, and I was like, "Man, plus eight hundred for the Nuggets to win the finals." I love that. And then we just kind of were like, "Yeah." And then, okay, but I was I, like, I knew the the Nuggets are never like any. Yeah. yeah. I, I and then my ah, oh. <laughs> I think my problem is now I like every future, and so at some point I've said like like. That champion, I we should do that future. So. I'm I'm saying if we get forty bucks and put it on the Nuggets four twenty five to win the finals, it's two hundred ten dollars. Yeah, it's nothing to scoff. At. No, it's not. And a clean closet. We could get a table. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we we could do so much with that. We could get pizza. Right, buy a nicer pee. vacuum. I have to pee really bad. Can we? Uh, can we yeah. rock the yeah. house? Okay. Yeah, we can, rock the house. <laughs> we can future talk off of YouTube. <laughs> I gotta pee. Rock the house. Rock the house. All right, I'm gonna end the live.